following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Welcome into the Star in Frisco as we are live, as always, on DallasCowboys.com. Chris BZ in the back, hooking us up as always. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. Hello. Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Hi. How's everybody doing? What I'm kind of sad. Why? Because it's our last day this uh, week. Well, I know. At I'm least till Friday, right? I'm a little sad, too. Uh, you about to give me some news. I'm like, what? Yeah. Rafi has all the all the news today. Okay. That's true. We need I'm to probably almost, get almost into that on the air pretty now. quick. <laughs> Rafi has all the all the tea today. Yeah, all the all the fun timeline stuff on Twitter. <laughs> Come on, man. Pour, pour the Earl Grey. Mm. Pour some sugar on me. Uh, where do you where do you want me to start? Come on, come on! You're too young to know that band. Just okay. Let's go. Let's go. Go for it. Where do you want me? Well, let's start with Mike McCarthy. That's a great way to start it. Okay, he's. Yeah, it's a hell of a song. It's a hell of a week for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows by now. And hey, it broke one minute after our show ended yesterday. We literally said so long from talking Cowboys, and we looked down at our phones, and it was like Mike McCarthy unavailable for Thursday. Wow. Well, that's how things are with you, P. Everything's G14 classified, and you don't give it to us to the G14. end. I didn't. Yeah. Have, I wasn't withholding any scoop on that one. Okay. If I knew that one, I would have told you. Right. He, uh, he actually spoke to the media via conference call yesterday. So he's feeling all right. Um, That's good. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he will not coach Thursday night. He will not be with the team at all this week. Uh, he will be involved virtually all the way up until they leave the hotel in New Orleans for the game. Like, he, he's even going to talk to him virtually that that morning or that day of. So he's going to be involved. But Dan Quinn is the stand-in guy in terms of the in-game operation Thursday night. And they're just going to have to fill in. It's just one more thing that this team's having to deal with. Heck, and I were just talking about it. It has constantly been something, and this is the craziest one yet of this season. I think that's the the biggest conversation, and it was what you guys were talking about off-air a moment ago, but how big of a loss is that? How much of a change is that? Because not only are you missing your your lead voice on the sideline, not only are you missing him, you might have him throughout the week of practice via virtual uh, connection, However, when he's not there on the sideline, that starts a domino effect. And we've already seen that the ripples of the domino effect of shifting some coaches around and moving different guys into different positions. But, Isaiah, from your experience, I don't know if you ever had a game without your head coach, but how big of a loss would that be if that were the case? Yeah, I had to go back to high school on that one. Jeez. So you were uh, missing a head coach. I missed a head coach and yeah. had called all the plays. That was exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we won that game. Nice. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know how much of a voice he is on his team. I, I really don't. I, I, obviously, we see all the things that he says in the media, but we don't know how 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 imposing he is to, to the rest of the team. So I can't sit here and say uh, how much he'll be missed in that regard. I do know that he coaches the coaches um, and – having all these coaches out that doesn't necessarily help 
Uh, I think most of them, I don't want to say most of them, but strength coaches, assistant assistants. Yep. And um, so it shouldn't be that big of an impact. But in terms of McCarthy, I think in terms of his game management, you know, the decisions that, he's, that he makes in those regards, you know, when Kellen Moore wants to throw the ball versus pad versus run, you know, I think he affects that. You know, the fourth down calls, those will always come through to the head coach. Um, so now those things will come through a defensive-minded coach. So as we start thinking about some of the situations that may present themselves, you know, you might find yourself punting more because he wants to mm-hmm. position himself better for, for his defense. So those are some of the things that you'll probably see more so affected on the game. Yeah, you know, when I think about the matru- the maturation of Mike McCarthy from Green Bay to Dallas, his hands-on approach with the offense was foremost in Green Bay, called all the plays. And like you just said, he coaches the coaches here in Dallas. That, I think, it makes it a little bit logistically easier mm-hmm. for something like this to happen. Um, I, I think that what, what I really worry about is the daily routine of Mike McCarthy being in and out of meetings. He, what, what things and, and other things that he delegates to others, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's obviously what he's doing. And I, and I just think about it as being an entrepreneur. We've owned our own businesses. And the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is delegating to other people because you are the process. Mm-hmm. You you control everything. And so sometimes that is the thing that will wear you out is trying to do everything. And I think in this situation, especially with Dallas having as many coaches as they have, as, as uh, Jerry Jones was talking about this morning on the fan, it's like, look, we got 27. Seven coaches. We have one coach for every three players, so we're not at a shortage here on that. <laughs> um, but Dan Quinn, I felt like even when the news broke, he would be the person that we would go to because of his experience and how lucky we are to have a head coach that's moonlighting as a as a, as a uh, an assistant right now. Um, I think it's something that's going to help us. Look, there's no time to panic at all because for this team. This is as close to a must-win as you're going to get to in this season. And I think that these guys are prepared, especially with getting the health of a lot of other players. Now, if Mike McCarthy was that coach that was completely entrenched in every part of the offense and meetings and stuff like that, I think then you would have to worry a lot more. But I just think from his stance and what you see from him right now, and look, we need our head coach. We need you to get better, Mike. We need you to hurry up and get back. But at the same time, I think you have soldiers. You this is not a, a long-term issue, thank goodness. If it were a long-term issue, I think we'd be c- talking about this in a completely different way. Heck yeah. Because it is just a, a week or two, I think you're you're built as a coaching staff for this kind of scenario. Look at all the veterans on the coaching staff, like a Dan Quinn, like a, a Joe Witt Jr., a Ben McAdoo, who's been a consultant. George Edwards. George Edwards. I mean, there are so many guys that have been there, done that in the NFL yeah. All the way down the list, like he said, there's no shortage there. My one concern is in terms of the play calling and the aggressiveness, because like you said, it it might change. You may be more conservative in the way that you call plays offensively. Kellen Moore may not have that bug in his ear saying, ah, I don't really like that. Let's let's go ahead and dial it back or even more so, ah, let's go ahead and push it here. Yeah. That's my biggest concern is in those crucial moments, how much of a discrepancy are we going to see from the play calling and the and really the 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 work of the offense in the the going into this week? Yeah, Robbie, can you clear up some stuff for myself and even some of the fans if if you're in a position to? Yeah, how many coaches are COVID positive versus contact tracing? I'm not sure the how that stuff works now this year. Right, some people if you if you have COVID. You have one set of rules. If you've been close in proximity to somebody, that's a whole other set of rules, right? If you're unvaccinated, that's a whole other set of rules, right? So how is that working? I don't know with every single guy who's a positive test, but I do know the fact that 
the whole staff has to be vaccinated. Let's just that, yeah, we know I, that. I, yeah. I, th- I think fans are are unclear about that. Yeah, like Mike is vaccinated. Yep. He, he had to be vaccinated to be in the war room on draft yep. night. So uh, all the coaches are vaccinated. So I think the fact like the fact they ruled out guys ahead of time. And and Mike has said there's been some positive tests. I think yeah. I think there have been some positive tests with, yeah. with the staff. And we're talking about all three, uh, in, as far as protocols, all three strength coaches. Cedric Smith could return because he was out last week. Joe Philbin is out again this Jeez. week uh, with the O line. So I think it's like it's up to six or seven assistant coaches that will not be available. As Heck said, it's a huge staff. So guys will just kind of fill in where they can, um, especially on the O line. Hmm. What are, what are some of the moves that are being done to to shift guys into those different positions? Um, you're gonna see was you don't have Philbin and Blasco at the O line, so you've got Linda Wells kind of moonlighting mm-hmm. between O line and tight end coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ben McAdoo is an option there as well. He's a consultant that can help out there as well. He's got an O line background, so there's that. Um, so you know and and. You know, we'll just see how it goes. With I think they'll get at least one strength guy back this week potentially. That's good. So yeah. moving into practice today, this is a light practice on the field today, and Amari Cooper was not on the practice field yesterday. CD Lamb was. Any updates on those two guys going into the weekend? Jerry said it. Uh, he said you'll see Demarcus Lawrence on the field Thursday night. Let's go. And he said you'll see Amari Cooper most likely on the field. He's going to ramp up today. Coming off of the COVID list. He's still on the COVID list, technically. So, see how he goes today. And he said Ezekiel Elliott's got a full load coming on Thursday night. So, enough talk about him resting this week. Mm. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. What Do you do you like that or no? I think that's absolutely necessary. I think for Zeke, and Zeke's not going to want to beg out of this game. There's no way in hell. Yeah. I think he's missed one game due to injury in his entire career. And in this matchup, they need his pass protection with the noise factor. They need to try to find a way to run the football. And if that's only him for 30 snaps in this game, they could use him in this game. Try to push through, try to find a way to get out of this situation, win this game, and then he gets 10 days off. And we were originally going to talk Dallas offense in the second segment. I want to keep this going because I like this transition because of Ezekiel Elliott. But Cam Jordan, earlier in the week on Scott Van Pelt's SportsCenter, he said there's one key of slowing down the Cowboys, and that's taking Ezekiel Elliott away. And to this point, you can't necessarily disagree. If they take away the run game, the Cowboys have been flat three of the last four games. So that's got to be the key. Even with those guys getting back, having those guys back helps you yeah. a ton. Helps yeah. you a ton in trying to get the run game going. But at the same time, you have to make sure that he has a good game. Yeah, and to, to, the, to the point, the question that you asked Rob, you know, is it is that a good thing that, that Zeke's going to have a full load? I think it's a good thing for the team. It's a bad thing for Zeke. Mm. I, I I think I don't think any of us can sit here and say that Zeke Zeke looks healthy. Zeke, you're doing a good job, Zeke. You're you're close to 100. percent We know that nobody, hardly anybody, playing in this league today is 100 percent unless they just got signed from the house or a practice squad. Even practice squad, <laughs> you're still hurting. Zeke looks like I don't know where he's at physically, but he he doesn't look like. Uh, even a shadow of himself right now and I know he's toughing it out I know that he's a beast about it he's not going to complain all the you know the warrior type mentality stuff that most most guys in the league really have and that you have to have in order to be you know be an enforcer in this league I don't think it's good for Zeke because we recognize that when you have injuries when you're sustaining things they're not going to get better by putting more workload on them yeah that's just reality so is it good for Zeke nah is it good for the team if he can be productive 
Now, I agree to, to a certain extent on that, uh, but I think if, if Zeke was hurting of the Brett Brown or if any of them saw that this is just a guy that is just can't get it done, I don't see them putting him out there. Uh, or maybe they would. I think that in his situation, particularly with the offensive line, you rely so heavily on him in pass pro. Uh, and and that's, that's you need him. You need him there. I don't think that Tony Pollard, uh, you've seen anything from him blocking-wise that says that he can shoulder – uh, the responsibility no. uh, of doing that. Here's the thing, and, and it was going back to what you were talking about about uh, Mike McCarthy not being there, and will you know th- be pulling back those reins on how aggressive we've been this entire time. I think M- Mike McCarthy has been. One thing we could say is that he's taken some shots um, over the last couple of weeks because we haven't had our weapons. We've gone to a little bit of a short game, uh, short yardage game, but we've got to take our shots in this game. Literally, Michael Jordan makes a comment, you you miss all the shots you don't take. We've got to try and get down the field and be aggressive the entire game versus Saints. Cam Jordan isn't saying anything that doesn't anybody else know about the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) you got to load up and you got to stop the run, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or it's Tony Pollard. So I expect for them, and I expect everyone until Dak Prescott makes defenses adjust in that way and by stretching the field and also trying to get the game, uh, the running game going. One thing we can't do in this game versus the Saints is be going east and west. We cannot get our running game. to. It has to be north and south. I mean, all of those things sound cliche, but we have to get this ground game going at least 25, 30 rushes in this game to, to kind of back off this defense no matter what, no matter what, because they're going to press, they're going to press us at the line of scrimmage, but we are going to have opportunities to hit these guys over the top. What did Cam Jordan say? That's, that's what I was saying earlier where he said he was taking away Ezekiel Elliott. That oh. was the key. Yeah, I mean, and they've taken away running game all year. 3.4 yards a carry. Teams have had trouble getting it going, but I they've – they always say the road game travels, run game travels on the road. Like you've got to be able to get that going and take the crowd out of it a little bit because that crowd's going to be drunk. Mm. Yes, literally, figuratively, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking in there. That's, man. that's be a couple Miller Lights down the hatch. No, that's the toughest place I've played. In. <laughs> really, yeah. hands down. And you've been in Seattle. Yeah, um, that's the you, toughest you, place. You, I've okay, more yeah, so I, than I played there when I, was, when I was with New England, and we got we got it handed to us. Did you get to play at Arrowhead? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. No, They're going to be I, I drunk. I remember that one. It goes to the state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. No, that, that place gets rocking. That's the that loudest place, place I've ever been to. gets rocking. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've never been to a game there. I want to go. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's, it's, one, it's massive. Yeah. It's, it's, massive. One, it's one of those you can't hear yourself think. It feels and, like an old, old AT&T stadium. That's what it feels like. An older version of it. Older version of it. But just way louder. And I was about to say, just it's probably a little louder. You hear that Cowboys fans turn up. Which which <laughs> will make things tough from an offensive perspective, but what is the what is the adjustment you have to make from an offensive standpoint to make sure that you are not affected like you were, say, early in the game against Kansas City? I mean you have to I mean you, you work all week on nonverbals. I mean hopefully they're blasting the music. That's typically what you do. When I was here in you know, Dallas and most of my other stops that I had, you know, they turn they blast they take all these speakers out there and they blast them. When I was in Seattle, they had a live DJ out there and they blast crowd noise and it's just like overbearing just you can't even hear yourself think you know you can't hear it so mm. they blast the stuff and you you call your plays in the huddle and you go out there and you work on your nonverbals. you know you're you're tapping the 
center on the butt, you know, and, and that's that's your that's your snap count, you know, boom, tap them on the butt or two taps or whatever it may be, the you know, uh, the, in the in the gun you'll see the guard look back and look at look at the look at the quarterback and see that he's ready, he'll tap the center on the butt, that's a snap count, but all those things play a part in that defensive line getting off the ball too. So you might have a couple couple razzledouses in there where you might you know fake snap it or you know double head bob or whatever it may be for your center, but. 80% of the time, he's going to be snapping it after he gets that tap on the hip. Whereas if you're a defensive lineman and you see that, you, you have now have ability to get off the ball a lot quicker than, than you would have. So there's a lot of things in that, in that regard that help you, that, but also can hurt you. Uh, but guys just have to be in tune and they have to have their signals down packed. Is that something that where not having Mike McCarthy as a voice throughout practices could play a factor? No, nah, it's just too many, too much experience on your coaching staff, and yeah. you just talked about that. I mean, something that small is not going to impact this game for the Cowboys. It, I just think you know you got these guys have got to correct their spacing. Um, this this. Saints defense, man, when you pack these guys in together, they play really well. I and mean, they're fast and they have a lot of experience. Um, I think when you spread them out, when you go back to the Carolina tape and teams that were able to get them out in space, I think that's where you have the most success. We've got to get some things corrected with blocking. There's a lot of questions being asked about tight ends, things like that. But we, when in those zone runs, we've got to get to the second level like we were in some of these other games. I mean, and you saw it versus San Diego. We saw versus the Giants where we're able to get to the second level. They're just tough, man. They have guys like Malcolm Jenkins that is the linchpin of this defense. You know, Rich Homie Quan Alexander, uh, they got some guys. So Demario Davis, their linebackers flow really some, well. They got some goons. Yeah, they got some guys that, that can get it there. I just think that up front physically, Lael and Zach, you know, that right side, if we can get guys moving and get to the second level, that's going to make the difference for the running game specifically. Yeah, for sure. Not having either of your offensive line coaches doesn't seem very ideal for this game. <laughs> nope. Um, but Hex, right, like, Demario Davis to me is their bazooka. Like he's oh. their guy in the middle of the defense yeah, that like if him. you don't get a hat on him or two hats on him, second game. level, he can wreck the game and he could certainly stop your run game. So to me, he's the one that sticks out the most. Yep. Uh, beyond and their front four is awesome. I mean, yep. that to me they have they were a championship level defense last year and they've shown signs of that this year as well. Yeah. It's just offensively they've had trouble getting going. You also got guys like Pete Warner who stepped up. He's a rookie out of Ohio State, mid-round guy, and I mean he's the fifth-rated linebacker according to Pro Football Focus right now. Demario Davis, though, is one that opens that up. Yes, I mean, he, does. he draws a lot of attention, and you can see it on the film, man. I mean, he flies around. It's he's pretty physical. ridiculous how good he is. Williams is playing exceptionally well on the back end. You mentioned, yeah, Davenport's <laughs> been playing well. Yep. He's not even a starter. He's a rotational piece, and he's been playing really well. Yeah, but he's out. Is he done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Davenport's out. Oh, I didn't know is that. It? Yeah, big old O right here next to his name. I guess that's what that means. Okay, then there you go. But uh, and then looking at you and mentioned watch him Jen- show up Thursday. Yeah, yeah. He, he might be. Uh, you look at Jenkins too. You mentioned him as the linchpin. That's a perfect way to describe it because it feels like anytime there is a hole in that New Orleans defense. Plug yeah. in Jenkins because he's going to be there. And it hurts my heart just to say that because, you know, I don't like him because of him Eagles. being a, an ex-Philadelphia Eagle. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just keeping with the trend. But he's, you know, he plays close to the line of scrimmage. and He's going to be instrumental in trying to stop the run as well. It's, that's one of his that's one of his key points, man. He's tough at the line of scrimmage. What else do you think about this this front seven that's going to give Dak Prescott issues? Do you feel like they're going to get after him as well, or do you feel more confident now that both Tyron Smith has a week under his belt and Lyle Collins is the 
complete starter going into the week, no questions asked. I don't I don't fear these guys as a pass rushing team. I fear these guys as a run stopping team. And if we can't if the if the Cowboys can't win on the outside, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, if it's gonna be like Kansas City. Yeah, it's gonna be a long or, day. Yeah. It's where the where the crowd's a factor and they just are even at home on Thanksgiving, just just out of sync with their operation. I, you wonder about that. You wonder yeah. about that with that environment that they're in on Thursday night. Now, I feel better about this game being that, and I think we don't recognize that Dak has only been, he's only had seven starts with all three of his wide receivers. And this is his opportunity to have all three, the three amigos together, right? Yeah. And the triplets, whatever you want to call them. Um, it, this is an opportunity to have these guys together. And the offense is so much more different when he has Coop, Lamb, and Gallup together. I mean, they're averaging 346 yards per game with them three, three together. And it makes a difference in the red zone. Uh, without all three of them together, we're you know four, right at about 40%. With our three uh, receivers together, Together, we're at 67%. So all of those things are relative in this game. And I think that's going to be the difference for Dak. And we've been talking about him being a little bit off. Uh, the, the timing of the offense not being there. I look for those things to improve by having these guys. What was the stat I saw that CD and Amari account for like a third of the offensive yardage? You know, it, it's a factor when both guys aren't out there. So, yeah. you, get, you know, and we'll see with Amari. His conditioning is a factor this week. So... Will he get a full snap count, assuming he's back in the game? But uh, CD said yesterday he feels fine. He's good to go. So, uh, you know, even having just CD back is big. Where do you see the the part or excuse me the holes in this Saints defense because you got Marshawn Lattimore at the corner spot and he hasn't had the best year but he's still Marshawn Lattimore then on the other side you have a guy like Paulson Adebo who is still a young player still trying to find his own way and I feel like that's a, a spot where the Cowboys could take advantage do you see that same sort of deal I see their secondary they don't have pairings I think they have like one good guy per side just there. Yeah, they have like a really good corner on one side and they have really good safety, but they don't have like a set of mm-hmm. both. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like having one, one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. You don't have both. Yeah. both and they're not two good pairs of shoes. You got one good pair of shoes. Damn. Uh, I know. What <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Alan Evans, one Aldo. You know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, um, but so I think that we can definitely take advantage. You just have to pick your poison and just know you know you're gonna get a, you're gonna be in a dog fight with Lattimore. He loves he loves being he loves mm-hmm. tussling. You're gonna wrestle with him all day long. So referees, everybody get ready. Referees are gonna play a part in this because it's gonna be you may get some calls, you may not get some calls. But just know it's gonna be they're not gonna be a flag coming out every play when there could be a flag coming out every play because of how physical. This is going to be on the outside, and then Malcolm Jenkins. You, you never know where he's going to be at, but whenever he shows up, he's 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 a force. He's dangerous, and he he can get turnovers. So don't throw it up in his area. No, mm-hmm. and he's going to be tough, and definitely tough against tight ends as well. I mean, you talk yeah. about coverage ability. What I see from them, and just my evaluation of them as a, as a team, is the big playability is going to be there, and that's why I say take shots. So they have the potential to get receivers get behind them uh, deep. So I look for Dak to continue to, you know, test their chin. We got to test that chin, baby. We got to try and stretch this defense and get behind their safeties. You talk about guys like Marcus Williams and I'm number 43 uh, for the Saints. I just think that sometimes he's so aggressive with trying to get that into the run uh, that sometimes he allows things to get behind him. So play action is going to be imperative, and that's why establishing the run is so important. That shows up on film a lot. They're they're overly aggressive. And teams, you know, to your point in terms of teams stretching them out and spreading them out, when you get them running sideways – 
that's when they struggle. And that is, yeah. I, I literally have that in my notes to have them going east and west as far as their off their defense because they're so aggressive, and yeah. that's why the big play is going to be there. There you go, stay north to south, and I think Kellen Moore is an offensive coordinator that can take advantage of that. When he sees those tendencies on film, he's usually been able to exploit it. A lot of these teams that we've played late, lately have not had those same sort of tendencies. They've kind of changed things up and gone certain directions. Let's see if the Cowboys change it up going this week against the Saints. When we come back, how about the Saints' offense? What kind of challenges do they present? Taysom Hill is going to be starting at quarterback. Does that present a problem for the Cowboys? When we return with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Whitney's joined that caliber collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now on Dallas Cowboys, or not on DallasCowboys.com. You can find him on Caliber Collision, jobs at Caliber.com. That's jobs at Caliber.com. Show that thing, Ralph. It it doesn't make it on the camera down there. Hit him with that brick. Bow. Big time. Build a house on it. That man got 10 bands in his back pocket. Build a house on it. Build a house on it. Two herniated discs, man. Mm. Come on, man. You got to even that thing out. I'm not mad at you. Can't hide the money. He got the Brinks truck in his back pocket. (laughs) It's credit credit cards from 2012. Yeah, okay. That means that you got that long-standing credit. Make it up all you want. That's nine years of experience right there. Make it up Can we send you a new card, Mr. Phillips? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm in love with the one I... I like this this copper one right here. Copper. Yeah, copper. Good. All right, guys. Taysom Hill, since we last talked, has Yee. been named the starting quarterback over Trevor Simeon. 
And Trevor Simeon, it really looked like it was going to be a matchup heavy for the Cowboys that you liked. What's the matter, man? You look look like you got that stink face, Isaiah. You're you're absolutely correct. Simeon was looking like Pepe Le Pew. That's who I wanted. Mm -hmm. I know that's who you wanted. Unfortunately, you got got Taysom. Yep, you got Taysom. What kind of challenge does he present? Taysom Hill coming in as starting quarterback. Mark Ingram coming back. Alvin Kamara coming back. That's the that's the issue. So it's not just a Taysom issue. It's a, it's a what can you do with all three of those guys issue. And that's the, 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 the obviously we need to be able to stop the run. <laughs> and that's something we've struggled with. If, if if the Cowboys can't find a way to stop the run, they're going to be in trouble. Taysom Hill is not the most accurate want to sit in the pocket type quarterback. He can he has a cannon now. He'll launch that thing down the field. So you have to be disciplined in terms of your technique un, unlike last week. Um, but if we can stop the run and load the box up and play good defense on the outside, sound defense, I think it'll be perfectly fine cuz he's going to revert to his running. Yeah, to your point, it's like facing a Jalen Hurts or a Kyler, I mean he he will take off and present I mean he's you mentioned Tebow. I mean he's a faster version of that guy who can just take off and beat you with his legs and he can make throws he's not gonna make every throw on the field but he presents that different element you knew Sean Payton was gonna change yes something. oh you had number to. one because they've lost four games and they're trying to get out of a rut isn't he from here doesn't he live here yeah yeah but it's the Cowboys he, and he's gonna have it something in his bag and this is this maybe this is it you know to try to get something a spark going I, I agree with you I think it'd be a, a rougher matchup because of his versatility uh, for their offense. Unlike those two other gentlemen that you named, Kyler Murray and Hertz, when he gets out the pocket, he actually wants contact. He I actually, like that. He actually wants contact. So take your shots. Yeah. You have your opportunities. That's true. When he's when he's scrambling, he'll go up the middle and he's more of like a tight end again. Oh, he's like he's get... like two forty five, yeah. Well yeah. he's built for that too. Yeah. I mean he's gone up against I mean, he's been a receiver. He's used to taking hits receiver, like that. Receiver, tight end, running back. Yeah, he's played running back as well. So it is a different aspect. This isn't Lamar Jackson no. running around where he's speedy, he's got the agility, and then he's able to get down and he's trying to avoid contact. This is a guy who's going to bring the fight to you, and I think this is a good challenge for the Cowboys defense. <laughs> well, look. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't like, right you didn't like that? <laughs> no, man. I, you know what I feel like? Um, I don't want to make these quarterbacks, some quarterbacks, more. More than what they are, no. and you know, here's the thing about uh, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, his he has that the the arm to, to get extended down the field, but it's more of a shot put. Yeah. Um, he works well for the Saints in a slash Cordell's yep. slash mentality. You know, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, you got to have <laughs> he's he's coming in for somebody. He's a change of pace, yes. like it is for Agreed. for running back. So you know, I think with our defense right now, these guys have got to feel really bad about their performances over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of game where you can get back to feeling good about yourself. You got a quarterback that you know is going to be trying to look for that contact. And when you have guys like Micah Parsons on your team that crave that contact, yeah. please, let's let's right. have an introduction. Yeah. You know, and so I think that to stay aggressive defensively is going to be important. But Alvin Kamara coming back is the biggest worry for me because yeah. he's so diverse in what he does from a running back standpoint and also as a receiver. So, you know, we're going to have our hands filled uh, to that degree, but they don't have Michael Thomas uh, as, a, mm-hmm. as a wide receiver. The, the options that they do have uh, is Smith and Callaway. And so I feel good about the matchup 
for our secondary, our corners, um, as far as their speed is concerned. But when you can't play around with them, obviously, you know, be aggressive, stay aggressive the entire game, um, and create turnovers. It's going to be pivotal for our defense to create turnovers to get uh, our offense multiple opportunities. And this is a game where you can specialize on that because Tyson Hill is one of those guys that if you beat on him, he will cave. You know, size, all that don't matter. He don't want to be hit for four quarters either. They've won with him, though. They've won with him as the starter. Three and one, I think, last year. And, you know, Breeze wasn't Breeze last year. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, I think Callaway's their leading receiver. Deontay Harris is not available for them. They just don't have the weapons on the outside that they normally do. I think they they may not have a receiver with 50 catches this season for the first time in almost since 87. Goodness something gracious. Something like that. But, yeah, Camaro changes everything. Yep. Because he can, he can kill you in space. He can do all that stuff. So... That's that's the biggest factor. And then Gingram can get their running game going as well. So, yeah, we'll see. The latest out of Saints camp, by the way, is that Kamara, uh, Ryan Ramchek, the, the right tackle, and Mark Ingram were all uh, in practice. Ingram, uh, excuse me, Ramchek and Kamara were limited. Uh, Ingram was full. So they're probably going to get Mark Ingram back. There's a very good chance they get both Ramchek at the right tackle spot and Kamara back. Going into Thursday, and like you said, I mean, it's the Cowboys game. It's Cowboys Saints. They're probably going to play. Yes, they'll be out there. So, does a limited Kamara change things for you still? No, no. Why no. is that? Because you have to do still have to honor it the same way. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might let I mean, up. Even you still got to honor it. I mean, if he widens out, you don't just say, "Oh, just bump out." No, <laughs> you, still, you still better make sure that you put somebody that can stick and stay with him in coverage and you know running the ball. I mean, he's he's the difference maker. But everybody knows that they they, they know that as well. So they they will use that to their advantage. They will motion him around. They will work do shifts and all kinds of different things to take your attention to him. All the while allowing Taysom Hill, hopefully not to run draw plays and and sprint outs and all those kind of things that he, where he could just tuck it and gain six, seven, eight yards at a time. This this is a sustained drive game. This is again very much so, very much like like, like last week. This is going to be one of those sustained drive games, and I think they know that because they don't have that big playability like they have in, in years past. They now are, have turned into that team, whereas now instead of the big shots, we're going to just beat you down, and then our defense is physical enough to come out there and pop you in the mouth. That's the approach I believe they're going to take with some little dink and dunks in there, screen plays of Kamara and all that, but they're okay with these seven, eight yards at a time, and as long as those chains keep moving, I think they're happy. And the the other thing about the the Saints is they're playing at home, and Mm -hmm. they're like us with home cooking. They love playing at home. I think they're one of the tops in the NFL at scoring at home. So, you know, it's it's getting them in their surroundings and them being explosive. I think Tyson Hill is going to be a difference maker for them. I think that's going to be a change. I see Sean Payton even. I said the same thing. How, oh, how great. You know, you're going to make a change now at the quarterback position. Huh. I think Trevor Simeon will come in uh, as well. I think they'll he'll, see both. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll see both. I don't, I don't see him going with, with Tyson Hill the entire game because they're just certain throws that he cannot make and if they're put into a situation where he has to make throws to get them back in the game that's where they're going to be in trouble so creating those turnovers that's what I'm saying initially it's going to be important but you're right Alvin Kamara whether he's hurt limited or whatever it is you have to honor him on the field because of his ability to stretch the field but defensively we can't 
I'm not saying just freak out about every little thing that they have. We just have to be who we are, stay in our sets, and not panic once we see 41 uh, split out. Adding adding Tank back to the mix, even as a situational rusher, if that's the case, that's huge. That's huge in this game. That part. Uh, just to have him as part of that rotation. You don't have Tristan Hill in this game. He's been suspended <laughs> oh, two games. Or that's another piece of news we haven't hit yet. Yeah, just another thing. Uh, it, that The timing. It, I mean, Unpaid. Unpaid two games. Way to go, Tristan. Two games. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> it's pretty clear, hefty. firm letter from yep. the NFL that he got too on that. So Oof. getting tank back helps that rotation. I, one thing. That's a lot of money. It is, a, it for is one punch on yeah. your rookie deal too. Bam. Um, Dan Quinn's going to be on the sideline calling the game. Mm-hmm. So the operation changes a little bit, but as you guys said, he's a veteran guy. Joe Witt, I imagine, still be up in the box. He actually called the defense once in preseason because mm-hmm. Dan Quinn had COVID in preseason. So I don't think that operation changes a whole lot, but it's just it's just going to be different. It's going to it's going to feel different for the players. And that Thursday is a night. legit worry of mine. Yeah. Him coming from the box down on the field, I think the the perspective may be different for him. Obviously, like you said, Witt's done it. We've already had the where coaches have called games in the preseason. I don't know if they were just trying to make ready for this kind of scenario, but either way, you know. I think it fits perfectly with what's happening right now. A lot of it in the preseason was because of the lack of Dan Quinn because he had had, the, had tested positive for COVID at that point. But there were two games in the preseason where different coaches called plays, right? It was Joe Witt Jr. on one. Because Dan was out. And then because Nuss, Dan was out. Yeah, they let Nuss and then do Nuss, it. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. So, yeah. uh, I mean, at least this coaching staff has reps in that regard. And so maybe that's the case. And then also you got to think about it like Dan Quinn was on the sideline during his time in Atlanta, too. I mean, he's yeah. been on the sideline quite a bit recently. Um, I, I'm not as worried about that as I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans out there are because I feel like there are – concerns around it but I, I feel like Dan Quinn's one of those guys where it shouldn't affect him too much nope. but uh, so positive. I am I'm a little positive <laughs> it's just I mean it just does feel like there's stuff stacked against him this week though it, it does just, it just does it's just a weird another weird situation that they're in you can't use that as an excuse no, though you absolutely can't got to go into it and you got to execute and when it's we Murphy's law <laughs> when <laughs> we right. come back here on talking Cowboys we're gonna make our game picks we're gonna do our pickups so give us a call 888 888- 855-2297. We'll tell you who had a good week last week, who had a bad <laughs> week last week, and we'll tell you what the standings are, who's going to represent the fans this week. 888-855-2297. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Somebody had a big week. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. 
where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. <laughs> see more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys as always. The mic flip from Heckma Harrison. Too busy didn't give me your. your well, uh, Chris is answering the phone in the background, That's so he's doing good. a bunch it's of facts. different things. So don't don't That's get why on Chris. Busy. That's why you see busy, busy, busy. Oh, busy. Yeah, see busy. All right, we do have a caller. Who's the caller, Chris? It's Kyle in New Jersey. Let's go. Two Kyles on one show. What up, Kyle? I really didn't know I was going to get through, man. I've been a a fan forever and uh, of you guys and the battle. You guys talking about the best show. I must say, you guys are uh, definitely the best show. Kyle, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. (laughs) You're my favorite, Kyle. So, Kyle has now secured his fan representation for the rest of the year. Thank you very much, everybody else who has tried to give in a call. That's right. All right, Kyle, you're the man for calling in. Appreciate your support, as always, and we will give you the games as we go along. But first, let's give a little standings update. Isaiah Stanback. Talk about it. Talk about it. With the best week he's had all year, he went 5-1. and That's right. Damn. How about that? He gained, go five and one. Gained a little Dang, bit of ground. The, the, the response of hate. He go. <laughs> uh, Heckma went three and three. So did the five fans. Five and one. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I get one. Boy, you put this to work. He's trying to get back in it. Uh, the fans lead Heckma by a single game, 39-29. Uh, Heckma right. is 38 and 30. Rob Phillips tied with the fans after a four and two week last okay. week. Very okay, very well done, All Rob. Right. Right. 39 and 29 is his overall record, and I had not so good of a week. Two and four was on my record, and you guys are right on mm-hmm. the hills of on me. Hills. How about 41 and 27? So just two games back are the fans. How many games back? Rob am I? Phillips, you are, <laughs> you would be one, two, three. Wait, Seven, eight games back. So you're saying from me. Telling oh, me right. that's two. That's two good weeks. Oh, we got seven weeks left. Yeah, like that. Let's yeah. work, baby. You got plenty of time. All right. All right, let's start things off with a pretty fun one up in the north. Or yeah, this is in Cincinnati. How about the Bengals hosting the Los Angeles Chargers? Kyle, we'll start with you. I'm going with the Bengals, definitely. Heckma, I'm going Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, you stole my pig. Okay. Bengals across the board so far. Rob can gain a game. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. Ooh. <laughs> They're like the Browns, man. I can't get them right, so I'm picking them this week. I'm going to pick the – I'm going to go with you. I'm going to pick the Chargers. Oh, double, yeah. down, double down on it. Double oh. it down. How about that? About. All right, the Giants at the Dolphins. The Giants Ooh. with a big win over Philadelphia this past week. Do they keep it going this week, Rob? God, it's tough. Give me the give me the Giants on the road. Ooh. Give me the Giants on the road. 
Mm. Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm going to take the Not Dolphins here. Ooh. Who you got? I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, the the flippers. I mean, they're five and seven. Flipping fins. No, no, no. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Kyle, who you got in that noise? one? I'm, I'm, I'm going Dolphins. <laughs> I, I absolutely, absolutely hate the Giants. Hey. So I'm so going Dolphins. That's true. You're up in Jersey, so you probably have to deal with a lot more uh, Giants yeah. fans. Listen, I've been dealing with Giants fans since I was six years old. Mm. Um, you have no idea what they do and how they talk about us up here. Mm. Oh, no. If the, Giants, if the Giants is the only team in the NFL, I'm moving to soccer. There it is. Still moving the soccer. Yeah, got got to get it right. We've had a lot of callers throughout this season repping from up in in enemy territory. Mike from New York, uh, Steve O from New York, G from Jersey, and now Kyle from Jersey. Oh, and Martez last week from Philly. So shout out to every Cowboys fan that's listening. If you are listening behind enemy lines, shoot us a tweet. Tweet at us and let us know because we want to know where you're coming from. All right, moving on to the football team at the Raiders. They were able to take care of business against the Cowboys this past week. Washington holding off a late charge against the Seattle Seahawks, who are just god-awful this year. Yes, they are. Um, Let's go with Isaiah on this one first. I'm going with the team of football. The team of football against the Raiders in Vegas? No, I don't think Waller will play. So Mm. Uh, That makes sense. Heckma. They beat us without Waller. I'm going with the Raiders. Okay. Kyle. Uh, I... This I don't like either one. one of them, but I, I got to go with the, the, the Raiders because I can't do any NFC East teams unless it's Cowboys. Well. Mm, I'm going to say Washington gets the win here. Yeah, I think he's playing well. Who you got, Rob? I got the Raiders at home, but what? these games, man. They're tough, right? Well, yeah. Do What do we know about any team right now? I swear. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. wide open. Uh, the Broncos at the Chiefs <laughs> at Arrowhead. <laughs> Who you got in that one, Kyle? It's like picking all your exes, right? Um, yeah, right. Uh, the Chiefs, though. Okay. Heckma? Catch up. Chiefs for me. Like skinny it. What? Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patriots at the Bills. Next done. This is going to be a really fun game. No, no nope, not it. Nah. Patriots <laughs> at the Bills <laughs> in Buffalo. Can Mac Jones go up there and get a divisional win with the Buffalo Bills? Isaiah. It's a hell of a rivalry, man, but I got to go with the Bills Mafia that day. Yeah, I'm going to ride with Buffalo on that one as well. Rob? Yeah. Although... The Pats going to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Ooh, I, don't know. I mean, what, this is ooh, is this the AFC Championship preview yeah. here? What if? Maybe. Uh, you mm. never know. I'll go Bills, though. Ah, man, the Patriots are looking good right yeah, now. They are. And that They're... defense is playing out, outstanding. They got to, yeah, you know, look, this, this rookie quarterback. <laughs> I'm going Patriots. Yeah. Go for I'm it. I'm Patriots. I thought about it. Yeah, I'm going I Patriots. Big Mac. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Bills. Definitely. <laughs> Easy pick for Kyle. All right, let's see if this is as easy of a pick. The Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Superdome for the first time since 2019. The Cowboys lost that game 12-10. to Two much different teams this time around as Dak Prescott and company try and go down to New Orleans and end a streak of three losses in the last four games against the Saints team. That has lost four straight, but they are starting a different quarterback. They may get Alvin Kamara back. What is going to happen in this one? Kyle, what say you? Uh, Dallas Cowboys all the way. You're going to see CeeDee Lamb throw up 100 yards this game. What's your score prediction? Uh, I'm going 27-24. 
27-24. Kyle, thank you so much for calling in and being such a avid supporter of us here on this show. We love you. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Take care, man. I really love you guys. Take care. Appreciate Absolutely. You well. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you, man. All right. Rob Phillips, we'll let you go first. This matchup bothers me. And, mm. and so there's just playing down there, it's always tough. Mm. All this crap going on with the team right now. Do it. Do it. I just think ultimately the Cowboys offensively have enough mm. to get out of there with a win. But I think it's going to be close, and I think it might be kind of ugly and rough at times. Mm. I'll just go Cowboys 23-20. 23 20. He just did a Lee Corso. He did. I did. He, he, he Lee Corso I, that. Just, I mean, there's not a lot going their way right now. No, there's now not. They are getting guys back. Maybe that's the ultimate thing for me. And they got Dak. And I think because of that, I think they respond in a big way. This is a team that's 5-1 and one against the NFC at the moment. Best divisional record in the NFC. And I think they continue that this week. I think the Cowboys win it in a big way. I think it's going to be 31-13. Wow. Cowboys. No doubt. Yeah. I think okay. they come in and I think they respond. I think they're pissed off. I think they're going to turn around and make some noise. Isaiah, who you got? <clears throat> well, five and one. Take them back. By the way, Isaiah, Isaiah is nine and two picking the Cowboys. No, he's he's been on. He's been on. Nine it. and two. The rest of us are like kind of close to five hundred. Taysom Hill's back. Um Ingram's back. Kamara's back. But Michael Thomas is not back. Mm. Lee Corso. Cowboys 27-14. Okay. Okay. I like okay. it. All right, Heckma, who you got? I mean, come on, man. You, you ask me this every week. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's just, <laughs> like, do I pick against, against the Cowboys? I'm not listen, man. This is what it is I with me. You understand for the whole year. Yeah, just go ahead. You just did a couple times last year. A couple times. And that <laughs> last was last year. year. <laughs> and that was last year. New <laughs> year, new me. Just understand <laughs> that I understand we, we need to get we need to get the dub. And I'm going all in on the dub this week in New Orleans. Boy, it's gonna be some good smelling gumbo and everything else down there. I know, man, because my people down there. You but, going to the game? Nah. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Cowboys. We up 30 burger. I'm oh. saying 35. We put up 35 points. Um, 35, 24, something like that. Okay. Something another. I like it. All right. I like it. Something another. Offense, offense gets back on track. Let's make it happen. All right. That does it here on Talking hey, Cowboys. We are, we are not here on Wednesday. We what? will be back on Friday to break it all down for you. Enjoy the week, everybody. Hope you had some fun with us today. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Heck, my Harrison, what do we say? Cowboy Nation, I need your team to win! <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Ha!